0: Today on Sagittarian Matters, crystals, shaved ice, cows, horses, food manners, and more. With my guests, Don Riddle, Michelle T, and Isaac Soloway-Strozier. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters. Sagittarian Matters. What's the? Dawn Riddle is a multimedia artist, musician, playwright, an old friend, and a photographer. She joined me in our mobile studio to talk about naps, astrology, horses, cows, and most of all, to review a giant shave ice dessert. You can find her online at dawnriddle.com. Don Riddle, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you for having me. Don. we are here today to talk about a fancy, fun dessert treat that we just enjoyed. But first, we're having a little bit of nap ruminations. <laughs> uh,
1: I was thinking while I was trying to nap, and I wasn't napping. I was just lying down. But you know, your brain goes into a sort of chilled out state and you might have a really good idea. And my good idea is that I'm going to convince everyone that I don't have an astrological sign. Like I just don't have one.
0: And once I started thinking about that, I felt really free. I like that very much. I won't, I won't tell listeners what your birth, your birth given sign maybe, but the best part of that is that maybe you would post on Instagram and then turn off the comments. Oh yeah. I'm going to tell everyone my birthday is, gonna happen in the future Mm
1: -hmm. and around that time i'll tell everyone hey i talked to an astrologer and they told me that i just from the exact moment of my birth on this special year date time everything it's actually a like a weird dead zone
0: there's no signs and then everyone's gonna have an opinion and then you're gonna be like sorry comments off dms Mm -hmm. are off yeah my nap rumination was i was napping the other day and i was thinking What's the difference between a cow and a horse? Why do people treat them so differently? Why are horses like so spiritual and so special just because we ride them? What if we rode cows? Like the cows are just, they're big boned. They have udders. Sure. Aside from that,
1: I think it's a kind of like a, it's a sort of worship of like shiny hair and muscles that goes on in many species Horses have them. They do have
0: them. But like cows are muscular too, they just are stockier. And like every mammal gives milk. Cows don't have the market on that. I'm glad the comments haven't been turned off for
1: this because <laughs> I want to know are
0: cows muscular? <laughs> you ever go up to a You ever go to a cow? <laughs> you pat that arm, you pat that upper arm, you're going to see. <laughs> I have yet to squeeze a flank well you know what go go to a pasture squeeze a flag watch your feet so they don't step on you and uh, get back to me <laughs> But um, can I bring up one
1: other thing about cows yeah Do you remember that store that was in Hollywood in Portland, Oregon in the late 90s, early 2000s that sold like stuff that was made wrong? Like the shirt would be sewn in like four different places into just like bunches. And then they were still like, it's $9 and you're
0: like, newberries,
1: newberries. And you're like, that can't be right. Because that shirt is just sewed. Like you just threw it at a sewing machine.
0: Like the sleeve would be sewed shut and they'd be like $12.
1: It would be just all bunched up. Like it would be like if you just crumpled a shirt and quickly ran it through a sewing machine. And then it would be like this is still a shirt you should buy it for full um, almost full amount of money and you'd be like
0: fabric vod also known as fabric world but a few of the letters were askew <laughs> fabric vod also sold things like this that were like from a warehouse from the 1980s like a 1982 <laughs> warehouse stored like businesswoman suit with shoulder pads and they they have this tag that at 89 dollars <laughs> And you'd be like, really? It's so sun faded, and no one's bought it for 30 years. <laughs> you bought this as dead stock from somewhere, and they'd be like, oh, I don't know. Just, this, the, how? Cause it's it's 89 You would go to the front and be like, oh, how much does this cost? And they would just look at the tag and be like, oh, it looks like 89 <laughs> And you're like, really? Everything else in the store is $3.
1: <laughs> well, at Newberry's, they they closed, and I was like, I must buy one of these shirts. They were on greater closeout, so I spent $3. For a shirt that was sewn together in the middle very awkwardly, but it had a on the breast area. It had a image of a cow in a bikini with udders not covered on a jet ski. <laughs> Does that seem obscene? No, I just thought this was a good item. This it is worth three dollars. Have you worn it? I wore the hell out of it. It's gone. I wore it to shreds.
0: It sounds like a great shirt.
1: It was almost shreds to start.
0: It feels like uh, one of those, like, woman power, I want to go shirtless kind of things, but for cows. Yeah. Like, don't cover my udders. They were reclaiming the udders on a jet ski. That's fun. Yeah. That's Floridian. Floridian <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, we just ate a delicious thing. Mm-hmm. I need to read off the ingredients to this delicious Wait, thing.
1: don't... Okay, what I would like to do is we read off what we would call them, and then we yeah. say the real words.
0: Okay. We were at a Taiwanese restaurant. Mm-hmm. This was a dessert item.
1: Yeah.
0: It was, in my estimation, a pile of shredded ice. Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, give it a name. Like,
0: maybe, like, diamond dust ice. Diamondy, shreddy. Did
1: your car just turn on?
0: The, the Prius is kind of doing its own. The mobile studio is kind of doing its own, its own thing. It was powering up because we were getting into a powerful part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was, like, a a diamondy, shreddy Icy delight with that tasted good and sweet. There was globs. There, there was globs. There was gummy parts, geometric and then, wigglers,
1: and then there was geometric
0: wigglers. That's what? and then there was um, crinkle cut.
1: Uh, I, I want to say blobs again, but what would those be called?
0: Crinkle There's cut blobs, globs, wigglers, and jigglers. Crinkle cut jigglers. <laughs> It was like a a giant, a giant shave ice dish. Mm -hmm. What were the globs and the jigglers and the wigglers? Let's
1: try to remember. There was definitely um, tapioca balls
0: like bubble tea Mm -hmm. that were like steaming warm. So hot. Compared to the icy feast. Mm -hmm. How much of the, there was about a mixing bowl's worth of shredded ice.
1: There was, like, eight cups of ice, I would say. Literally.
0: Like, we ate... For sure. I feel like we ate that for a solid 20 minutes. Yeah. And you eventually stopped eating it, and I couldn't stop, and then I started shivering. And my yeah. mouth went numb. But you didn't finish it. No, but
1: I tried. Um, and then there was, um... Well, I remember you telling me what these things were. There were sweet potatoes and taro... Balls. Yeah, that were, I think, kind of crinkle-cut. Mm-hmm. Little guys. Globby. Little globs. And
0: then there was, um... Why am I blinking? On grass like, jelly.
1: Grass jelly.
0: There was grass, but it was like a brownish black cube mm-hmm. that was wiggly, like jello. Yeah, and then a bunch of red beans, and then there was some coconut milk on top of it, and some kind of delicious sugar syrup.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: what were your mouth feels? What was the taste? Would you eat this again?
1: Uh, okay, my mouth feels. Where it's really like you're exploring uh, duality of texture, uh, very soft and very shardy, mm-hmm. um, but n- that's not bad. No. It's it's like you're like, is this going to bum out my mouth? But it doesn't. Um, and then it starts to melt, partially because you poured hot tapioca balls on it. hmm And then... I was like, God, I love the melted part because it's, like, sweet and beany. Oh, there's red beans on it. Yeah, little ice cubes in there, and I love it. And then we got to a point where I was, like, I'm eating a puddle. (laughs) Like, I went from being, like, super into the puddle to, like, not doing the puddle. We were talking about bowel
0: stuff. And the puddle was, like, a tan color.
1: Yeah, it was tan, (laughs) opaque, with little brown guys
0: floating in it. So that could have played a role in my decision to stop eating it. I kept going (laughs) at that point. I forgot to say there were sweet red beans. If you're someone listening and you have not yet experienced a sweet red bean, number one, what's the matter with you? Number two, make haste haste. run. Don't walk to, I mean, a lot of different Asian cuisines have Mm -hmm. a sweet bean of some kind. One of my favorites is like one of those red bean rice cakes that are kind of like a mochi Mm -hmm. where it's really kind of bouncy rice flour Mm tapioca-y with a sweet red bean in the middle and it's dusted on the outside sometimes with a colored dust (laughs) I really like it's like flour almost
1: yeah it's rice flour isn't
0: it yeah I think it's rice flour and it's so delicious
1: I got I went to the um Wajamaya grocery store in Portland Oregon um and I bought a Kit Kat bar that was red bean Mm. and i was really excited about it but and it didn't taste it just tasted like sugar oh (laughs) then the there's what is the flavor of the beans they're
0: just so comforting they are comforting and also if you ever have the opportunity to get a red bean um boba that happens some places Mm -hmm. and a taro boba is a close relative Mm -hmm. and they're both very tight if you get um a taro boba at joy which is where we got our giant forbidden our giant forbidden uh shaved ice thing the tar there's like chunks of taro in the bottom of it which i find delicious it's like a, you found a sweet potato in the bottom of your drink yeah
1: i loved it it got stuck in the straw i was pretty shameful at this restaurant and i spilled <laughs> i dropped three to five chopsticks on the floor <laughs> and they're metal chopsticks on a hard floor this is clanging and then i got a a uh, tarot stuck in my drink straw, and then I poured the drink a little on the table. It was there was children <laughs> sitting near us, and I was doing worse. So uh, the children were scoffing. All scoff. All all people scoffed. Would
0: you get this delicious shaved ice dessert again? Yes, I would. I'm going to say.
1: I thought that was very delicious, but I've been to other ones of these mm-hmm. where there's even more toppings. There's like lychees. Mm-hmm. Is that how am I saying it right? Lychees, mm-hmm. lychees. Mm-hmm. And coconut flakes and different beans. And uh, And so I want to eat this item all summer, but I want it with, I want uh, every topping possible. I see. Well, I'm going to try to seek
0: that out. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Michelle T is a writer, filmmaker, and regular guest on Sagittarian Matters. She's the author of the books Against Memoir, A Mermaid in Chelsea Creek, The Chelsea Whistle, and so many more. Michelle is even the founder of Drag Queen Story Hour. She joined me with some news about crystals. Now, please enjoy my very short talk with friend of the show, Michelle T. Michelle T. Welcome to Sagittarian Matters. You're here with some disturbing news for the wizard community.
2: Yeah. Um, about a week or so ago, um, Dory Midnight, who's an amazing queer witch, who um, you guys should like check her out. You probably already know about her. She makes amazing tinctures and um, and, and does workshops sometimes, um, but she posted a piece that she wrote about rematriating her crystals which is about thinking about where our crystals come from um, they come from the earth they've been dug out of the earth I guess, you know, I never really thought about it except I did see a show once, like a reality show, where it was like these hard Scrabble people, like a father and a son, and they made their living like basically pickaxing crystals. And so I just thought, that's where my crystals come from. It's independent people who go out there and like pickaxe some crystals and I'll buy it off of them and that's fine. But, you know, I guess actually we don't really know that. And they're coming from mining operations and they're coming from, you know, just, just the way that like diamond mining has been a nightmare, you know, in Africa a lot of these other mines that are, you know, in South America or Africa also, like, what's going on? Who owns the mines? Who's the laborers? What's, you know, it's like, it's shady. It's shady business that the crystal, like, I don't, yeah. So I don't, I don't have the details. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say like, I don't have the statistics on it, but I think it's more about looking at where these crystals are coming from and acknowledging that they, you know, you don't know where they came from, which means they very possibly could have come from a super shady mining operation that is, you know, employing people of color to do dangerous, low-paying work and hurting the earth in the process. And so Dory is rematri She's sending her crystals back to places where they come from and asking people to, like, bury them in the earth. Um among oh. other things, or she's giving them away or, it, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's made me really think about how much I've enjoyed acquiring my crystals, collecting them. And I like having my little bunch of crystals. And I do work with them and I do, you know, get energy from them and feel that they're beautiful. Um, but I couldn't, you know, I don't know. People read it and see what you think. I couldn't look away from the truth in the article. And it's one of those things where when you see the truth in something and it means that you now have to – do something a little bit differently. So, I haven't rematriated any of my crystals yet. I do think I'm not going to buy any more. maybe I want to start talking to places that sell them and see if they can enlighten me. Like, or is everyone in a little
0: bit of denial? Nobody maybe wants to know where the crystals come from. I don't know. Well, that's like, I'm just going to burst some bubbles right now. House of Intuition, their candles are palm, palm wax. Yeah. And so I don't buy candles from them. Yeah. And a lot of times people come to LA and they get really excited to go there. Yeah. Because that place has great graphic design.
2: They do. And it's, it's a lesbian-owned, women of color-owned business also. Yeah. It's just great supporting. But um. But then palm they, oil is not good. Just don't.
0: Stop it. House of Intuition, stop it. Stop it with Just the palm nobody oil. Nobody wants palm oil.
2: Everybody stop it with the palm oil. Well, also,
0: I had Caroline Paquita on the show a year or two ago, and we were talking about kind of the capitalism of magic Yeah, and how people feel like they need to have these certain items sure. in order to, like, cast a spell or an intention because yeah. she and I, as you and I are about to do, went and walked to the candle store, <laughs> the gay male-owned candle store. Yeah, which is
2: beautiful. Uh, it which, feels like you're in an art gallery. It's, like, yeah. so exciting.
0: Um But so we went there and then she's like, yeah, like there's kind of this whole like capitalist thing behind like this modern witchcraft movement, too, where people are feeling like they need to buy these things in order to cast a circle, blah, blah, blah. But actually, that's not the point.
2: It's not the point. And you really and, the, the you know, even though my heart got like sad and scared when I was reading that, that I had to give up my crystals, I'm like, oh, my God, but like. The earth is beautiful and filled with beautiful things, and I can walk out my door in my front yard, and I can find a rock. And why can I not do a spell with that rock that I just found, yeah, buried in my, you know, in my front yard, rather than having to go buy a crystal that you know traversed however many countries, got here through who knows what shady means. You know what I mean? It's like I can go pick a leaf and do magic with that leaf. Like magic is your intention plus whatever object triggers your inspiration and triggers that part of your brain that kind of comes alive and is able to produce magic like you're the magic like your $20 crystals not the magic you're the magic like $20 crystals are beautiful and inspiring but that's not the magic necessarily
0: yeah well thank you for this sobering PSA oh,
2: I'm so sorry to be the bearer of bad news are we still gonna walk to what the crystal store though and look around we are still gonna walk to the crystal store and look around
0: we're just gonna look see so like they yeah Ponyo likes it there they, they said her eye looks like moonstone So So if you guys, if you want to do a a spell with Moonstone, you just pick up Ponyo, you just look into her eye. See? There you go. What else can you use? Find another blind dog in your area. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Michelle. Today's episode is brought to you by Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Michelle Lemoyne, Mary Pinson, Jill Soloway, and Christy Herrett. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's voice. Michelle. Yes? friend to the show was posting on Instagram her hike food, food she was taking on the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, wow. Now, a serious hike. And one of the things was Trader Joe's Brownie Crisp, a mm-hmm. crispy, crunchy take on classic chocolate brownies. Yeah. Um, I bought them. I do want to say my warning to listeners is that I, after I bought them, I realized my mistake. They have palm oil in them, which I uh, don't... I don't well, Trader t- Joe's, what are you doing with the palm oil? Trader Stop. Trader Joe's loves they are on the dick of palm oil. Nobody wants palm oil. I don't want nobody
2: palm- wants it.
0: There's so many things that I used to love from TJ's, and then I go to buy them, and then I'm like, well, I can't eat you anymore because there's palm oil God. on the shit. Anyway, I bought these before I realized they had palm oil. Okay. Whatever. But I just wanted to tell people what they taste like. That's what I mean. They're I'm very do.
2: hard. They're a little too hard for me. Like, I don't know. I have fragile teeth. It's like a little from a lifetime of poor dental hygiene and so I'm always afraid if I eat something too crunchy it's going to break a tooth.
0: To me, it's a little bit like a gra- graham cracker plus those Okmok crackers.
2: Uh, <laughs> I know, but chocolate. The chocolate taste is good. Mm-hmm. I do like the chocolate taste but I feel like I guess I would just rather have a brownie
0: mm-hmm.
2: instead of a brownie crisp.
0: But, I mean, perhaps if you were backpacking or something, which you do often. <laughs> <laughs> As you were wont to do. I can see these if you're somewhere where you need a dry, light food. Right, it's not going to weigh you down like a big,
2: heavy brownie. <laughs> like a pan of brownies. <laughs> I guess you can't take that on the Pacific Coast Trail. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. You're going to be starving and anything will taste good. You could basically eat on a, eat a rock, which is basically is what this tastes like. It's like a chocolate rock. But the chocolate part's really good. The chocolate part's really good and it is very light.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Lighter than a rock.
0: Vegan, gluten-free. I like it. I don't like the palm oil, so I...
2: No one likes that.
0: But, um, Brownie Chris from Trader Joe's, if you don't mind harming orangutans, you might like it. Thanks, Michelle. (laughs) Isaac Soloway's Trozier is a regular on Sagittarian Matters, who you may remember from his appearances discussing Shark Tank or Paddington 2. He joined me in a mobile Los Angeles studio called The Boundary to give advice about hiding a dog in a restaurant. But first, we discuss some manners advice from Amy Vanderbilt's 1960s Guide to Etiquette. Please enjoy my talk with Isaac Soloway Strozier.
3: My date and I went to a neighborhood restaurant to eat dinner Sunday night. The only available seats were in a booth for four in which a lone man was already seated. I asked my date to ask this man to share the booth with us. My date said that was not correct and refused to do so. Was he right?
0: I think he was right. What are you talking about? You wanted to sit on a date. You wanted to sit in a booth that somebody was already sitting in?
3: Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading one more time to just get the, the details straight. They went to dinner Sunday night. The only available seats were in a booth for, for four in which one... Why would she have to say lone man? It could just be <laughs> which one man was already seated. That's my date. Um, yeah, I think that's poor form.
0: What well, Can you imagine going on a date and someone's like, hold on, let's see if we can just sit with this guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, even if you could sit with him, it would be <laughs> uncomfortable for a date. He also was, wanted to sit alone. He didn't want to sit <laughs> with a
0: with couple.
3: A, especially a couple on a date.
0: Um, when I'm eating alone, if a couple asked me to sit there, I would start muttering and I would curse them. I would just back out of the restaurant Never. going, Epox upon
3: you. Never. It would be horrible, yeah. Yeah. That would be really bad.
0: I would say, let how- let the lone man eat. <laughs>
3: He doesn't have to move. Then he has to tell the people he's moved over. Oh my God. He's got to, fight to tell the waiters he's moved over.
0: <laughs> well, that's like when you're on an airplane. Once I was on a Southwest flight, which has open, free seating. So oh. if you get there first, if you're me, you get there first. You put down the middle trade table. You put your bag on that seat so no one sits there because they think someone's sitting there. Anyway, sometimes when people find out I'm alone, they try to couple up and sit next to me, even if there's other available seats on the plane because they just want to make sure they get to sit together and i'm sitting towards the front Uh, so that happened to me before and i was like i was like really i was like there's so many other seats and they're like we just want to sit i was like i'm just gonna go where'd Uh, you go i was like you guys just gentrified me out of my seat goodbye i just went somewhere else where i didn't have to sit but they were just because i was in row eight or whatever Mm -hmm. they just wanted to cram right in there as soon as they could and they're like oh you're just one girl
3: yeah
0: how about a guy and a girl?
3: So you're just one lone girl.
0: Yeah, you're just one lone girl <laughs> muttering to herself, wearing headphones with a dog. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. All right, I think we we made quick work of that question. Yeah, right, let's go. Let's find another
3: one. What do you do when you discover you have taken some spoiled food into your mouth? Bravely risk toe pain? No, sorry. <laughs> Bravely risk toe pain and swallow it? Or is it acceptable to spit it calmly into your napkin as though nothing had happened? HFB, Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Well, I think you, if you're, this is probably if you're at a dinner with other people, I think very discreetly spit it into your napkin. You don't need to make a big ruckus, especially if somebody else has prepared the food that they've, I mean, you don't, you just don't want to derail the whole party with your hysterics. Just spit the spoiled food into a napkin, eat something else. Or discreetly stand up, say you go to the bathroom, discreetly corner the waiter and say, hey, I think that this is...
3: Yeah, um, I don't have, I'm just, I just want to read her answer because I like her answer. Okay. It's not what I would have thought. So remember he says, is it acceptable into your napkin as though nothing had happened? And this is what dear, no, not dear, this? this is what Amy Vanderbilt said. Nothing, not even a bad clam is ever spit however surreptitiously into a napkin. But it is sheer masochism to down, for the sake of matters manners, something really spoiled. Certainly a partly chewed mouthful of food looks unappetizing if it has been necessary for you to deposit it from your fork on the side of the plate. It should be screened, if possible, with some celery leaves or a bit of bread. And in taking it out of your mouth, try not to look as if anything were the matter. After all, if you were eating stewed or canned cherries, you would place the pits in the spoon with which you were eating and place them on the side of your plate without anyone thinking your procedure disgusting.
0: Oh, okay, so you put it back onto your fork and then hide it?
3: And then put a piece of celery on top.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> I
3: wouldn't have thought of that either. You put it on your spoon and then you put a piece of bread or celery leaves on top. <laughs> I will be adopting this
0: there's there's some more food etiquette in there if you look i don't it might be where this um is it oh this is for boys that's for boys wait it might be here, some oh. different foods. Can you tell us some different ways to eat difficult foods
3: sure okay that's I want something that I have trouble with okay, okay so I have trouble with chicken. Okay. I have trouble with chicken. Right. I don't know where I'm going to get the good meat. I don't know where I'm going to be just biting down on like a mouthful of sinew and bones. Yeah, I really struggle. So here is what... I just
0: want to decide now that it's a vegan
3: podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's probably horrifying. It's the m- majority of your listeners... <laughs> I cannot do this one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I totally,
0: <laughs>
3: I totally forgot. <laughs> okay, this one's good for everyone. Celery, radishes, <laughs> olives, and pickles. <laughs> Here we go. These are taken in the fingers placed on the side of the plate or on the butter plate. And see, salt. Olives, if small and stuffed, are put all at once into the mouth. Otherwise, they are bitten in large bites and the stone put aside but not cleaned in the mouth. Interesting. I would have thought it is more polite to clean it in the mouth and then take it out.
0: You just put the whole thing in your mouth, do your chewing
3: and business. And take the thing out. This is saying hold it. I don't like the thing where it... So this is saying you take it, you put it in your mouth, you chew, 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 and then you just take when you're done and put it on... Not a spoon, I don't know what. Uh, put it onto the plate. Interesting. Instead of, like, sitting there, which I do, and, like, really get every last piece of meat off of it. Oh, yeah. So now it makes sense that they say don't. Don't do that. Uh, it should not be cleaned in the mouth.
0: I do always feel uncouth eating all, pitted olives in, at a table of people. Just yeah. having to, like, stick your hand back, back for something from your mouth yeah. seems queer to me. Yes, it does. Do you have some questions?
3: There's some more good things Okay, tell me more. Okay, here's another great one. Grapefruit. Okay. We all have trouble with grapefruit. We all have trouble with grapefruit. And here's how it should be eaten. Halved with a pointed fruit spoon. Sections should be loosened with grapefruit knife before serving. Oh, yeah, of course you would say that.
0: Mm.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. never mind, never mind, never mind.
0: My new favorite thing to do with mangoes. Is that you cut the half off of the seed, and then I score it with the knife into like a little grid, and so then if I turn the skin kind of inside out, then the grid is, the grid is out. It's erect, if you will. Then you could just chew off of there pretty easily.
3: Wow. Um, There's some good. There's some good stuff in here. Okay. French fries. Not, I think, how most people eat french fries. They're to be halved with the fork, if necessary, and eaten with the fork. Wow. Not the fingers, the fork.
0: Even if you're splitting them with all of your friends, you would get out your tiny fork.
3: You get out your fork. When you get your to-go thing from In-N-Out, you get out <laughs> your fork and knife, you half them, and then you eat them with your fork. Uh, also, however, there is an addendum. What's an addendum? Like an extra. Yeah, there is an addendum regarding shoestring fries.
0: Okay. That's a that's the kind of potato I like to eat. Okay.
3: If really dry and impossible to eat with fork, may be eaten with fingers. So you're only to eat the shoestring you're only to eat with your fingers French fries if She's drinking French fries.
0: Well, now I'm realizing that she probably is thinking about steak fries for the rest of her life, which is, you know, like a steak fry, like a Jojo, like a thick
3: yeah, I get it.
0: potato wedge is probably the thing that she's speaking of. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. I. This is, uh, well, here's my advice question for you, uh-huh. from me to you.
3: Yeah.
0: If one is traveling and has a dog obscured in one's luggage, uh-huh. at what point in the luncheon does one reveal to their guests that there is a dog beneath the table that everyone needs to keep ignoring uh so as not to tip off the waiter
3: wait what's the difference between the luncheon and the wait somebody wait what, what, what does it have to do with traveling
0: somebody oh has, so
3: you're at a restaurant with someone
0: somebody somebody's traveling so they have their dog with them i see because they can't leave the dog at the hotel all day The dog is obscured in a piece of rolling luggage, let's say.
3: When's the appropriate time to tell the person you're eating with that there's a dog obscured? Yes. Uh, I think immediately, because they are now uh, complicit in a crime. (laughs) And they had no no idea.
0: But this might tarnish the, the tone of the luncheon because it will give them anxiety.
3: Well, you should have thought about that before you brought the dog. Okay, here's a question. Um, Did this happen?
0: This has happened to me thrice. Okay. One time I told the person at the top, it ruined everything. The other times I told them at the very end, and it made me seem like a weirdo.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird if you do it at the end. <laughs> By the way, there's been a dog right there the whole time. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> Could you believe what I just pulled off? Yeah, yeah that's a bit. That's I don't like that at all. <laughs> I think one. I think at the top is way safer. Well, I would say this within the first five minutes, you have to say that there is a dog present. Really? Yes.
0: Well, I really screwed the pooch on this one.
3: <laughs> you mainly don't tell anyone till the end. At the end, of, if you do it, at the end, it's like you've been waiting to pull off this magic trick. You know what I mean? It seems it's it seems sneaky.
0: It does see it made me feel sneaky. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I went, I was having a meeting with someone I wanted to be in business with. We were meeting in a fancy pants place where we're supposed to, we we're going to have drinks in this library of like the pen club and then we we're going to go downstairs for dinner. Yeah. The dog is in the rolling luggage. Nobody can see the dog. You know, you and I know that the dog will quietly stay wherever yeah, yeah, zipped yeah. up. Other people don't know this. So I tell the person I want to do business with when I first get there, like, shh, there's a dog in this bag. And then she's like, well, we can't. Go in the dining room. There's no dogs out in the dining room. And I was like, she's not going to... Don't fucking tell them there's a dog. We just go. And then she was like, oh, no, we can't do that. So then we just ended up having seltzer for two and a half hours in the library and then leaving. And then upon leaving, she was like, oh, the dog was actually very good. I didn't realize that that's what was going to happen.
3: Can I say something you're not going to like?
0: Go. Well, I don't... There's nowhere else for me to put the dog. It's in New York City. There's not a dog storage unit somewhere.
3: But go ahead. I was going to say... No, here's what you should have done. You should have said when she suggested the Tony place. Yeah. You should have said, "Hey, FYI, I'm gonna have to bring my dog. Do you think it would be chill there?" That's a good. That's what should have happened.
0: That's a better. That's a better then idea. She would
3: have said, "Oh no, totally." You know, she would have said, "Like, oh no, all good. Let's go to this other place. Let's go to Dog Dog Palace. Place where it's fine. You bring your dog.
0: McDoggerton's
3: that's what should have happened.
0: That's a good idea. I do want to say on this last trip, I did try to hire a dog walker to just take the dog for two I, hours. I'm, not, I'm
3: saying you don't, you can do that, but I'm yeah. also saying you could have just said, hey, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have, to be, have my dog with me. Are you sure if, it's okay if I have a dog? I don't think people would be really upset by that. This if you say I'm traveling, yeah, I mean, yeah, people yeah, yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. You have a dog.
0: Yeah, interesting. That's good. That's good advice. Shoulda, woulda, coulda.
3: Yeah, I think mistakes were made.
0: Yeah, Isaac Vanderbilt. Thank you for this. You're
3: welcome. I think I'm right, too.
0: I think you're correct. Yeah. I do. I mean, honestly, like, I could have, would have never told them that the dog was in the bag and they never would have known.
3: Yeah, but it it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: It's a weird thing. You don't
3: want to be trying to hold back from getting busted in any situation.
0: Just adds a little extra
3: zing to it. It's not fun. No, it's
0: not.
3: It makes it stressful. It makes it stressful. Um another question and then what if he does bark
0: never it never happens okay
3: but let's say and it, uh, I, there's a dog that's barking they, they, would, they would be terrified
0: then I do a Sophie's Choice and I just kill the dog in the <laughs> it
3: back would, it, would be ta- it would be it would cause a scene it would be like what that woman's been ha- hiding a dog in here it's very on brand <laughs> um, you know what I mean there's yeah. a huge downside And the upside is pretty minor when you think about the possibility of getting, A, getting a dog or B, giving them a warning. Here's a question. You said there was three times. One time you told them beginning it ruined everything. The second time you told them at the end that they were freaked out. What happened the third time?
0: Mildly weirded out, but trying to cover it with manners.
3: When did you tell them? Very end. Yeah, it's really weird to say at the end because you feel like you've been duped. You feel like you're going to say, and there's a camera there, and a camera there, (laughs) and a camera right there.
0: But would you be, I just, but then I just, I'm like, I okay, just bring her everywhere with me. She's very good, she's very quiet, no one even knows she's there. No, it's weird to you. It's
3: really weird. Okay, well. I wouldn't like it.
0: Well, now we
3: know. If, like, halfway through this, when you came over, you were like, and by the way, there's a dog like, in there. Like, there's a
0: gerbil in my bra. Yeah. I
3: would, it, I, it, I would be very, I would not be happy. I wouldn't be happy. I would be, it would. <laughs> You'd it, probably
0: it, be pretty happy.
3: I would be, I would be uncomfortable. What do you think about it, Ponyo? What do you think Ponyo thinks?
0: Ponyo says, I don't really care. I don't love being, I don't love being trapped in my bag for two and a half hours doing a lunch, but you know, it's better than being on a plane.
3: Dear Abby, I am in love with two boys and didn't, and don't know which one to marry. First, there's Andy. He's sort of blonde and sells insurance. Mama likes him, which helps a lot. He's very reliable and seems anxious to get married. Then there's Tony. He's dark and sort of gives me the creeps. Mm. But they're awfully nice creeps, if you know what I mean. I don't know which one I like best in the daytime. I don't know which one I like best. In the daytime, I like Andy. But I believe I like Tony better at night. Which one do you think would make the best husband for me? Andy or Tony?
0: Tony's the dark one?
3: Tony's the dark one.
0: I mean, that's who I would gravitate towards, but I don't... What is, is she just talking about sex? I think so. He gives her the creeps in a good... I mean, in general, I don't go for a blonde that, guy.
3: Awfully nice creeps.
0: Awfully nice creeps. I mean, I guess I want to know more, like, do we know, does Tony have a job? Does Tony... Like, I don't care if he creeps out her mom. If, like, does yeah, he mama have... mama
3: doesn't like him. No, mama likes Andy.
0: Mama likes Andy, the blonde one.
3: The blonde one that sells insurance, of course she likes <laughs>
0: Andy sounds needy. Andy sounds a little thirsty. Him being like, please, let's get married, please.
3: Yeah, then there's Tony. He's dark and gives me the creeps. but they're awfully nice creeps.
0: If you know what I mean. <laughs> I, go for the, I go for the swarthier, creepier person in general. Yeah. But that person needs to have been, like, therapized or have some kind of, some kind of solid base. And so I am going to say neither. I, don't, I just think that Andy sounds...
3: Great. But what's wrong with Tony? He's going to need a lot of therapy?
0: I think that we don't know anything about Tony aside from his sex appeal.
3: Great, and, and so he's got a lot
0: of it. He's got a lot of sex appeal, but like, if this girl is looking for sex, that's what it is. But if she's looking for a husband, exactly. it doesn't sound like Tony's really selling that.
3: Here's what...
0: It sounds like she's chasing the things she cannot
3: yeah. have. Okay, Here's what dear Abby said. Dear and dear Tony, don't marry either one. That's what I said. If it's a toss-up, date others and make comparisons. When the one comes along, you'll flip your lid, not a coin.